Quinn. Nice to meet you. For the purpose of critique, review, education. Because I'm Harley freaking Quinn. The Shiny Squirrel Podcast is proud to present the Sweetheart Harley Podcast with Harley. Guilty as charged. Welcome back to the Sweetheart Harley Podcast with Harleen. I am Harleen and I will be your host for this podcast. Today we are going to be talking about everything Infinite Frontier on the Harley Quinn side, or the Harley Quinn Frontier, should I say. So back in March of 2021, Infinite Frontier Harley Quinn issue number one came out, which came after um, DC's revamp of the universe. So Infinite Frontier is kind of the continuation of the entire revamp. So a lot of series have Infinite Frontier versions similar to when they did the New 52, but now it's called Infinite Frontier. It's an entirely new world, entirely new universe. So we are going to be discussing issue one and issue two of Infinite Frontier, Harley Quinn. If you have not read them, spoiler alert, I will have stuff in here. So go ahead and read them, pause this podcast, and come back later until after after you've read them. Um, I highly recommend giving them a read. It is an entirely new outlook and take on Harley Quinn. So we have an all new author. Um, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palamati are no longer in charge of Harley Quinn's main series. The writer is now Stephanie Phillips. The art is done by Riley Rossmo and Derek Chu has done all of the gorgeous, gorgeous variant covers. You may have seen some of these where Harley Quinn is in that shiny outfit. There's an image of her looking down to a puddle with the reflection of the classic Harley coming back up. Beautiful work. If you are a comic collector like I am, they are must-haves. There have been multiple um, versions of issue number one that have come out. I think I have around nine different variant covers of issue one, and I have a few of issue two as well. So if you are a comic collector, there are different variants out there. So the main covers are done by Riley Rossmo, and then the B cover or the variant cover of all the issues is done by Derek Chu for issue one and two. Um, Issue three and four is also confirmed that Derek Chu will be doing the B cover, which is the second cover. So Harley Quinn is now back in Gotham with a whole new outfit. So let's take a moment to discuss this outfit. When I first saw it, I loved it because she is red and black. She's still got that blue and pink hair, but we can turn that away for a moment. She's wearing these red and black split pants. She's got a red and black split tank top. She's got some knee patches. One is a spade and one is a diamond. She's got, depending on the cover, she's got these cute 1950s looking heels. Her hair is in pigtails and she's got these huge black and red bows on the back of the pigtails. So it's an entirely new kind of look. She also has a bright silver belt that she wears with her outfit. So it's an entirely new look for Harley Quinn from the previous series that she's been in. And I love this look. It reminds me a lot of the 1950s. I don't know why. It could be the checkerboard pattern on one of her thighs, or it could be the high-waisted style of the pants. But when I saw it, I originally thought of the 1950s. So that's why I love this outfit. I've also cosplayed this outfit, so feel free to check out my Instagram at SweetHeartHarley because I'm one of the very few people who've actually cosplayed this version. Altogether, love the outfit. The art style is very different than Amanda Connor's art style. It's more grungy, I would say. Um, it's more more lines, more detail, while also not being super high 
hyper realistic. There's uh there's a big difference between the Amanda Connor art style and then the Riley Rossmo art style of the actual comics. Amanda Connors kind of gives Harley a rounder, softer appearance, while Riley Rossmo gives her a more sketched out appearance or a more sketch um like a like pencil sketch appearance, uh, which I love. It's it's. In Gotham, everything is much darker in this series than in the New 52 Harley Quinn series or the Rebirth Harley series. So just from the first two issues I got that, it is going to be a darker series just from the color palettes they use. So a visually darker series. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go into the actual comic. So Stephanie Phillips is an amazing writer. I love her writing because it is so sarcastic, but it is not over-the-top humor. Like, there is the beginning of the comic, issue number one, Harley goes to apologize to Killer Croc, and she said, all I wanted to do was come down here, tell you I'm sorry, and maybe borrow your Netflix password. So, it's a way different humor. It's not too over the top. It's extremely sarcastic and it, this, the humor in it is a little bit dry as well, which I am a fan of dry sarcastic humor. So I personally love Stephanie Phillips' take on Harley Quinn. She has given Harley more empowerment in this series um, and empowerment in a different sense than had been previously done. Harley Quinn is not trying to prove herself to anyone. Harley Quinn is just Harley Quinn, and she is as you take her. In the previous comics, Harley Quinn would have to prove herself, say, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm this, I'm that, and over-the-top attitude, always over-the-top with everything. This time, Harley isn't that over-the-top, which I like about Harley a lot in this series because I myself am not an over-the-top kind of person, so I can relate more to this, to Stephanie Phillips' version of Harley Quinn than I could to Jimmy Palamati's version of Harley Quinn. So it's a very different writing style between the two comics. In this series as well, we find out in issue number one that Harley Quinn is actually working with the B-Man himself, working with Batman. Harley has come back to Gotham to wrong her rights. She feels a big responsibility on her shoulders from the Joker War, and she feels like she did a lot of wrong. So she wants to right her wrongs and turn around the clowns of Gotham and make them good because she is an anti-hero and that stays true in this series like she will beat someone if she has to but she is has good in her heart and she is looking to right all of her wrongs that she did in Gotham there's a quote in there a not word for word but she says you can replace the buildings you can you can blow up Arkham Asylum but Ark you can, but Gotham is still Gotham. Everything in Gotham is stuck in the same kind of pattern, and she has come back to Gotham to help and wrong the rights that she had done from the Joker War. And part of that is working with Batman himself. At one point in issue one, Batman just appears in Harley's apartment, and she makes a funny quote, something along the lines of, hey, you could have called first or sent a text, because he surprised her he was in the apartment. So that's where issue number one leads us. Um, it covers the basic, what's going on, why Harley returned to Gotham, and it introduces us to this brand new version of Harley Quinn. I personally love it. You may have other thoughts on it. 
I highly recommend giving at least issue one a read if you are iffy on it because Stephanie Phillips does an amazing job of portraying Harley Quinn's character. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend this. So now that we've wrapped up issue number one, let's jump into issue number two. So we find out in the beginning of issue number two that Hugo Strange has been appointed by the mayor of Gotham to run a program called SAFE SAFE, all in caps with the periods between them. And it stands for Secure and Fearless Engagement Program. Um, so Hugo Strange claims to have gone through a, ref a reformation and his goal is to rid the city of clowns and help them. So reform the clowns of the city. This is a big red flag because it's Hugo Strange. <laughs> Um, and if you know anything about Hugo Strange, you know that this can go sideways very quickly. So the fact that he's in charge of a government-run program in Gotham is a little bit scary. But it also conflicts Harley's goal to help the clowns of Gotham in a different way. So this is where some tension starts to build behind the scenes that they don't address in the comics because Hugo Strange and Harley both have this idea of helping the clowns um, and they're very different. Um, Hugo Strange is taking calls into his center of people who are, who are calling and saying there's a clown, there's a clown, and he's taking everyone and anyone, he's putting them in straight jackets, and he's calling it therapy sessions, um, which the, the imagery in the comics is beautiful because it's these big white rooms and the, this man in a straight jacket, and he says that his, jo his neighbor played a prank call and said it, it was a joke, he shouldn't be there. But Hugo Strange still kept him there, and he's like, put him under. So this poor man, who was not associated at all with the clowns or the Joker, is still there, um, taking these quote-unquote therapy sessions in Hugo Strange's care. So that gives us a look into the Hugo Strange side of helping the clowns. Um, he wants to says he wants to reform them and rid the city of them by reform reformation. But in turn, he's just taking them and locking them up and doing um, therapy sessions on them, uh, almost like a torture therapy session on them, whether they are clowns or not. Opposed to Harley, who wants to help the clowns and, and has good in her heart and wants to help them be better to make Gotham better. So a little bit of tension there, uh, not between the two characters yet, but underlying tension within the story because they have the same goal. Harley actually teams up with an old um, worker of Joker or a Joker uh, alias, one of, one of the Joker's clowns. His name is Kevin. And through issue two, we get a flashback scene of Kevin blowing up a place and we see his empathy because he didn't want to blow up the place but all of the other clowns in the the group were yelling at him to throw the bomb do it do it after he did that he realized somebody was inside the building where where we could see his empathy really come out and he he said in there there's someone in there and the rest of the clowns were like oh well we're going peace and out we don't care but Kevin stayed and he thought about what he did and he he still holds on to that um, 
in his mind, he still has that, that consciousness of the wrongs that he had played in the past. So he sort of is a sidekick to Harley in righting the wrongs of the past. So he also wants to help with with this process of reformation of Gotham or helping to make Gotham a better or safer place. Um, so again, he's, he's more of a sidekick role to Harley and he actually calls Harley a hero and because she has reformed herself. Harley is more of a do-gooder now since she is working with Batman and she is trying to put her best foot forward and she's leading with love to make Gotham a safer place. So he teams up with Harley and that's kind of where they are right now with those two. So it's Harley and then she's got her sidekick Kevin. No Poison Ivy and no Joker up to this point in time. Harley does however make some references to uh, pool floaties um, which ties into the Joker's series because uh, the Joker also has his own standalone series right now where in issue one he is um, at a uh, uh, kind of a villain refuge or a hideaway for villains that nobody can find him and he's out there floating on a floaty so Harley kind of makes a crack at that in this issue while the series is aren't tied at all which I think was just a really fun little insert that they put back there. So issue two leaves us with Harley taking down a few of, of Hugo Strange's men after a call was made saying that they located a clown and it was Harley Quinn. Um, so they sent out a gang of people to go and get Harley and bring her into Hugo Strange's place of torture or um, or the, uh, the the safe program that Hugo Hugo Strange's therapy program. Harley obviously is not taken down because it's Harley and she knows how to handle herself. <laughs> and um, once she takes down all of Hugo's men, her and Kevin, they escape um, with a, and Harley gives a fleeting quote, give Hugo my regards. So she knows at this point that Hugo sent these men to get her and she is under surveillance and she is under watch so she's going to take precautions and this is just oversight um but Harley's going to start taking some precautions and she has to sneak around pretty much in Gotham since Hugo Strange is aware that she is back in Gotham so this should make for an interesting uh cat and mouse chase almost I feel like Hugo Strange is going to focus on Harley. So he's going to have a hyper real focus on Harley and kind of let everything else fall to the side. Um, so it almost in an obsession kind of way. I feel like that the story might emerge into something like that. Um, Hugo also doesn't know that Harley is working with Batman because that is kept extremely quiet and private through the series. No one knows that Harley is working with Batman besides the readers at this point. Um, so where will this divide of saving the clowns take us? Harley versus Hugo Strange. It's going to be a very interesting take on how this series unfolds. Since we only have issue one and issue two at this point, we don't have that much information while still having a lot of base information to go off of. As I previously did say, I think that I think that Hugo Strange is going to have a, a fixation on Harley Quinn. 
I don't know if Punchline will play a role in this series since she does have part of her own series in the Joker series. And I also don't know if the Joker will make any appearance in this series. Issue 1 and 2 of the Joker has come out as well. I, I have read them both. They're fantastic. So I highly recommend giving them a read. What would be crazy is if the series combined at some point for a uh, a multi-comic run, which DC likes to do. DC Comics has comic-wide miniseries throughout their main series. So I wouldn't be surprised if some point during this, Joker and Punchline are in the Harley universe or Harley is in their universe or vice versa because they do reference each other in their comics. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the Joker at some point down the line back in Gotham and Punchline as well. Although Punchline right now is locked up in jail. Something inside me says that won't be for very long, but only time will tell. But this is not the Punchline podcast. This is the Harley podcast. So let's get back to talking about Harley here. (laughs) We're left with a lot of questions at the end of issue number two. And an underlying tension that makes me feel very anxious because I know that it may be a few issues down the line, but I know that there will be a confrontation between Harley and Hugo Strange directly at some point. Will Batman be involved in that? Will Batman come in and help aid Harley if she needs the extra help? Or will Batman completely remove himself from the situation to not be associated with Harley Quinn and keep that a secret? We have so many unanswered questions right now and I'm just biting my fingernails waiting for the next issue to come out next month. Um, but it this is going to be a wild ride. So if you haven't read Infinite Frontier Harley Quinn issue 1 and 2, I highly recommend giving them a read or at least trying to give them a read. It may not be your cup of tea, um, but... The story is amazing. It's fun. It's sarcastic. There's a lot of humor in there while there's also a lot of tension. Flashbacks. We get to know a lot of a lot more about Harley's new sidekick Kevin in it. Um, and we get to see Gotham as it is now, mostly burnt down after the Joker War. So that's what the timeline of this story that takes place. It's after the Joker War. And that's the reason Harley came back to Gotham. We will be discussing it in the future. Um, By the time issue four is out, um, I hope to do a three and four uh, podcast about those two issues and a recap of the the first two just to keep you guys up to date if you're not reading the comics. Um, Just a few other things. On our next podcast, I think we are going to take it old school and I think we are going to hyper focus on all of the origins of Harley Quinn. So I'm going to do my research on every origin that Harley Quinn has and how they differentiate from each other. So that's going to be in two weeks from now because this is a bi-weekly podcast. So two weeks from now, expect... All, every single Harley Quinn origin story I can find, comparing them, contrasting them, and all of the information involved. I love all of her different origins, so it'll be 
a great, great time. So I hope you guys tune into that. Also, some other information. I just got some brand new prints in my store online. I also sell props there because I am a cosplayer. So feel free to go on suiaharaharley.com. You'll find all my social media links there. And you'll also find all of my prints available for order. I also have a couple teas and a few new items coming in the next few weeks. So keep an eye on that. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Sweetheart Harley podcast with Harleen. Again, I am your host, Harleen, and I will be the host of your podcasts. I will talk to you guys in two weeks. Stay safe out there, my friends.